Merry Christmas. It really is the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it? And it's not because of reindeer that dance or because of snowmen that sing. Christmas definitely isn't wonderful because of figgy pudding or moments spent under the mistletoe. Christmas is wonderful because we have been given the greatest gift of all time, a baby born in a manger. You know, when the angels made their pronouncement that night over Bethlehem so long ago, this is what they said. It's found in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is Carol McLeod, your host, and I hope you'll join me every weekday from now until Christmas as we celebrate this season in a joyful, holy, and meaningful way. And may I just say it one more time, Merry Christmas. Did you know that Christmas is all about presents? It is. It really is. Now, before the self-righteous Scrooge of your personality rears its miserly head, think about it for a minute. Every joy-filled day of this miraculous season, every holiday cookie that is lovingly baked, every Christmas card that is hurriedly mailed is all about giving a gift. It's all about giving a present. It's about giving an extension of yourself to someone in your life, to someone in your world. You know, I'll admit it. Sometimes the gift is a sacrifice. Other times it's just a plain nuisance. Because for some people you buy a gift because they feel that it's expected and you must do it. For others you buy a gift because you quite simply wouldn't have it any other way. Many people buy gifts out of tradition or family demands. But for most of us, in this the truth, we buy out of love, out of caring, out of longing to express the love that's in a small piece of our heart. Well, over the next few days, I'm going to tell you some Christmas stories that I hope will help you focus on the true meaning of the season. I'm going to tell you some stories that happen to ordinary people. People just like you and me are the main characters in these stories. And I hope that some of these stories will serve to convince you that Christmas is really all about presents. It was the Christmas of 1961. John F. Kennedy was president and Elvis was still king. That Christmas, I asked for four things when I was seven years old. These were the four things I wrote on my list to my parents. I wanted a stuffed Dalmatian dog that I had seen in the grocery store. I wanted the King Family Christmas album. I wanted a doll. The name of this doll was Poor Pitiful Pearl. It was the ugliest doll you've ever seen. She was dressed in rags. She had dirt on her face and hands and a single tear running down her cheek. And then I wanted a black and white polka dot dress that I had seen in in the downtown department store with my grandmother. After close inspection, my dad told me that the stuffed animal, the Dalmatian dog, was probably not worth the price tag that was on it. We didn't own a record player, so there was no chance of 
the King Family Christmas album this year, and my mother, my mother refused to buy Poor Pitiful Pearl. She said that her face was too sad for a little girl like me. And then my proper mother said, a black and white dress for a seven-year-old girl? No, little girls are not supposed to wear black. My stately grandmother agreed with her and pronounced we are not buying that dress as we were holding hands going down the department store escalator. Well, on Christmas morning, 1961, I woke up to the smell of coffee and Pillsbury's cinnamon rolls. My grandparents arrived at our home just after dawn. They drove the mile down the street from their home to ours to join in the celebration of Christmas morning with our family. The coffee was still being brewed, and this one morning of the year, we had fresh squeezed orange juice. As we walked into the living room that moment, the excitement of seeing the presents underneath our silver and pink 1961 Christmas tree was growing with every breath that we took. We were finally allowed into the living room. And to my seven-year-old eyes, there was such an abundance that it took my breath away. However, we were not allowed to open any of the presents yet until my father read the Christmas story from the Bible. I remember listening with my whole heart and thinking it was a story nearly too good to be true, that the baby Jesus was born in a manger, that Mary, his young mother, had been chosen by God. And I remember that morning as my father looked into my face, he said to me, Carol, and God has plans for your life, just like he did for Mary's. That morning is still so dear to me. I could almost cry thinking about it. Well, after my father read the Christmas story, we were finally allowed to open the gifts in our stockings. My stocking had packs of gum, which were a real treat, Tootsie Rolls, a pair of new winter gloves, lots of pennies, a few nickels, and a dime or two. And down in the toe of my stocking was the annual Christmas tangerine. Then... At last, it was time to tear into the gifts under our Christmas tree. The first gift that I opened was from my father, from my daddy, and it was the stuffed animal, the black and white Dalmatian with a red bow and a bell tied around his furry little neck. My dad smiled at me and said, well, it wasn't that expensive after all. The second gift with my name on it was from my grandmother. It was poor, pitiful Pearl, the doll with torn clothing and a tear rolling down her dirty little face. My grandmother said, I think that you are just the little girl who can love her back to cheerfulness. And she snuggled me in her grandmotherly lap. I was oblivious, completely oblivious to what my sister and brother were opening. I only knew that I was having the very best Christmas of my life. The next package was shaped like a box from a department store, wrapped with a little more expertise, a little more beauty, a little more professionalism than the others. I remember that it was red, shiny foil paper with a gold ribbon. The tag simply read, to Carol, 
love mommy. Inside, there was tissue paper gently covering the gift. And as I carefully laid aside the tissue paper to reveal the piece of clothing, I saw black and white polka dots with a little bit of lace. I couldn't speak at that moment. I actually lost my voice and started to cry. My mom looked at me and said, I think that little blonde girls look beautiful in black and white. I turned around to place the dress carefully on the back of our gold tufted couch, right beside poor pitiful Pearl and the black and white Dalmatian dog that was a stuffed animal. And I saw that one last gift had been placed behind me. So when I turned around to put my dress on the couch, there was a very flat, square, narrow package. And it said to Carol from the King family. I screamed. I did. I remember it to this day. I screamed and clutched the album to myself. Dad walked in the living room at that moment with a record player for the entire family. And I thought that we must be as rich as kings. And you know, we were. We were rich in what really matters in life. We were rich in understanding each other's desires and dreams. We were moneyed in sacrifice for one another. We were millionaires in love and in laughter and in the priceless treasure of family. We were the wealthiest people in town, not because of what was under our Christmas tree, but because of the gift that was in our hearts. You see, I was raised in a Christian family, and we believed that regardless of what was underneath our Christmas tree, we had all received the greatest gift of all. We had received the gift of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And as we ended opening our presents that morning, as every present under the tree was opened, as the wrapping paper was put away for yet another year, another celebration, my father gathered us around him one more time. And this was the verse that he read to us that Christmas morning in 1961. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And my father looked each one of us in the eye and asked us if we had yet received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, because he knew regardless of what we had discovered under the Christmas tree that morning, the greatest gift he could ever present to us was the gift of knowing Jesus as our Lord. And my prayer for you this Christmas season, my friend, is that you will celebrate Christmas in the only way that really matters matters, is that you will learn how to give out of love, is that you will focus not on the gifts, but on the giver of the gifts. My prayer for you this Christmas season is that if you have not yet asked Jesus Christ into your heart, that you will do so this very day. My prayer for you is that you will know the baby born in the manger, the greatest gift of all. Psalm 1611 tells us this, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. 
And when God the Father sent Jesus, his son, to planet Earth, the angels were able to exclaim, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. The presence of heaven, the presence of Christ himself, had been given to planet Earth. And so there was joy. I hope that today's program reminded you what the heart of Christmas is truly all about. I love spending this time with you. And from my heart to yours, Merry Christmas.